Welcome back to another edition of the Lockdown Blues podcast, part of the Lockdown Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Iman. And I'm Joey Pazola. And we got an interesting one for you today. Um, some recent news has broke that we're going to get into. Uh, Drew Brees made some comments. His teammates and the rest of the sports world responded, so we'll get into that. And then uh, some news came out regarding the NHL playoff format that we'll get into a little bit later in the show, discussing what it means for the Blues and what it means for the playoffs as a whole. But first things first, I want to remind everybody that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar, but it tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. All right, Joey. So first things first, let's get into your good friend, your favorite quarterback in the league. He says sarcastically, um, Drew Brees uh, was interviewed lately in regards to the um, the recent events in the world, George Floyd, the protests, um, et cetera, et cetera. And Drew Brees, when asked about the potential of future protests, um, uh, doing with football, regarding the Colin Kaepernick thing, the whole kneeling on the field, a lot of controversy with that, peaceful protests, et cetera, kind of what this whole thing is about. When asked about that, when asked about the potential of players kneeling, Drew Brees comes out and says, quote, I'll never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America. Yeah, Yikes. so Yikes. I, I heard you and uh, Tommy touch on a, a bunch of this yesterday, but the Drew Brees is kind of a new topic for us today, obviously. So I'm sure you guys already touched on the whole issues yesterday. Um, yeah. d- just to, I, I'm, I'm going to keep this one short and sweet because it, this one is so like, I, I saw something on Twitter. It was a sign at a protest and the sign is like so powerful. I think it's all that needs to be said. And it said racism, racism is so American that when you protest it, people will think you are protesting America. And when you Damn. think of that statement, that is literally what Drew Brees is saying. So he's, like the the whole topic is completely going above his head. Like this isn't about any of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that literally just hits the nail on the head all the way through the wood. I mean, that's the best way you can say it. And there's literally nothing better you can put on top of it other than it was an idiotic thing to say at a at a brutal time. So right, uh, that, that's my take on that situation. Right. Not only is it the the wrong thing to say, it's it's the it's the wrong thing to say, especially at a time like this. Right. Um, a lot of his teammates have been surprisingly supportive. Um, obviously, some of the guys have come out uh, against it. I know Alvin Kamara just uh, released a thread on Twitter like uh, less than an hour ago. Um, yeah, I'm reading the Michael Thomas tweet right now. Yeah. So, yeah, Michael Thomas was someone who came out and um, – was pretty adamantly opposed to Drew Brees' statement at first, but then Drew Brees comes out on Instagram with a questionable uh, stock image of of uh, racial equality, whatever. Besides the point, he did put out what I thought was a pretty decent apology. Um, didn't really double down, acknowledged his mistakes, acknowledged his ignorance, um, and, and really, I think, apologized in the best way he could have. I, I still think, you know, when it's all said and done, you got to have the awareness in the situation, you know, to to uh, not say that in the first place. Um, and, and it's really a shame that it got to that point. Um, but Michael Thomas came out and basically said, you know, my brother uh, made a statement that I disagreed with, but we've since apologized, we'll move on, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, 
it's, it's, it's a tough one. I think it's an, I mean, a lot of people have that belief of the disrespecting the flag thing and, and not that anybody, you, you know, not that I'm anyone to say you can't have that belief. Um, but that being said, it's just, it's just the tone, the tone deaf right, uh, right, right. vibe of it. Uh, like I saw a good, um, a good a good tweet. It was like uh, Drew Brees' stats next year in Madden, and it was just the current Drew Brees with all his normal <laughs> stats, but but awareness was turned down to zero, <laughs> um, which I think was pretty funny. But yeah, that's really what it comes down to is just awareness. You know, being aware of the situation, um, being aware of how it might make your teammates feel, and and people in the communities that look up to you, et cetera. The, et cetera. the, the impact on his statement, uh, like the original statement, not the apology, but the, the original statement, the impact that made on like. The sports world, especially the NFL world, was insane. Yeah. Like, was... he literally, like, he's a very well-respected player. Like, he's, like, MVP candidate year in, year out. He's a, he's a veteran quarterback. He's one of the faces of the league, let alone in New Orleans. And literally probably lost the respect of over 50% of the league in, with one statement like that. I mean, it was it was insane what you saw the in response to all that. Yeah, and, and I think the... I think it's ignorance versus arrogance in this situation. I don't think in saying that Drew Brees is racist or, you know, is, 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 is against Black Lives Matter, you know, that would be arrogance. That would just be – I think it's ignorance, and that's just as unfortunate into where Drew Brees has been – I think he said it himself in his response and his apology, just he's never really experienced anything like what our black communities experience. And, you know, I could say the same thing. I don't know what it's like to go out and – you know, live my life in fear because of the color of my skin. And I think that's just a really prime, unspotlighted example of somebody who's lucky enough to have privilege and not be able to directly relate to the problems that these people are dealing with, not being aware of the impact that his words have and not being aware of the other side of the spectrum when he makes those statements. And, and that's just unfortunate to see. I mean, I'm hoping that through his statement and through the massive backlash of the league that he has begun to reshape his his viewpoint and his beliefs. I know there are pictures of him kneeling in solidarity with his teammates during their protests um, back in like 2016 or whatever the original thing started. So he, he has shown solidarity with them before it's just unfortunate that that was his first thought in in this instance you know his first thought was to defend the flag and and not defend people that are being directly affected i don't know yeah i I agree but uh now that all the serious stuff's out of the way let's get to the real stuff and we all know i'm a carolina panthers fan to the bottom of my heart i'm wearing a carolina panther shirt as we speak I'm loving the heat that Drew Brees is getting, and I'm absolutely loving it. He has uh, he's picked us apart way too many times, and it, it's good to see him finally mess something up, man. It is I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, he, he's gonna catch some heat. Like in the game, obviously he's gonna get sad. They're gonna they're gonna taunt him and stuff. Like not it when slash if slash whatever maybe with the fan situation, he's gonna get yapped at. I mean, it's it's no problem. No. Uh, no thinking twice about that. I mean, he, he said what he said, and even though he apologized, there was a good apology. I mean, there's going to be some backlash to it. I can't, I can't wait to see that because, uh, unfortunately, they they kill our team every time they freaking play us. So, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of backlash. LeBron James was probably his biggest uh, criticizer. Really, just came out and and mm, lambasted him, went after him. I mean, and then there was the. Uh, 
the whole Laura Ingram debacle, which she was the one when LeBron and Kevin Durant spoke out against similar things, you know, black in, injustice. She, yeah, she yeah, said, so she that, said, that shut up idiotic. and dribble. She said, yeah, she said, shut up and dribble to LeBron and Kevin Durant. But when Drew Brees comes out and says that, she says he's allowed to defend the, or he's allowed to have an opinion about the, you know, so LeBron was very uh, adamant in, in stating his, his belief. Um, and and court, uh, in response to Drew Brees, he said, wow, man, it is still surprising to this point. It, it, it sure isn't. You literally still don't understand why Cap Kaepernick was kneeling on one knee. He has absolutely nothing to do with disrespect of the flag and our soldiers, men and women who keep our land free. My father-in-law was one of those men who fought as well for this country. I asked him questions about it and thank him all the time for his commitment. He never found Cap's peaceful protest offensive because he and I both know what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. I think that's a perfect way to put it. Um, I think he, uh, I think he explained things pretty nicely there. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I had too. I mean, that's yep. that, it's a it's a tricky situation. But literally, everything that was said and everything that was done, I mean, everything had an impact on whatever it may be. You know, what I mean, it was it was a good one. Yeah, yeah. And hey, I say we uh, we shift the tide to some uh, to some positives, some uh, some good old hockey talk. You know, the 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 best sport in the world. Uh, speaking of the best sport in the world, Joey, you know what the best protein bar in the world is? I'm gonna take a wild guess and say Bill Bar. It is Bill Bar. Bill Bar is the oh. best tasting protein bar ever. <laughs> Uh, they're so tasty. It's a protein bar, but it tastes like a delicious candy bar. 16 amazing flavors, all of them chocolate, eight of them with nuts, eight of them without nuts, but they're covered 100% completely in delicious chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. I've been eating them every day. They're healthy. They're good for you, which is awesome. Maybe the best part. They're great for the health conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while still indulging in a delicious treat. They're low calorie, low sugar. High protein, high fiber. Let's talk about the mint brownie, Joey. The mint brownie. Oh, it's a good flavor. One. It is a good one. It is a good one. 15 grams of protein, 110 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only five grams of net carbs. So it's great for you. You know, you read off those ingredients, you think, you think, oh, that's like a nice like granola cliff bar. No, it's a chocolate candy bar. Delicious. Right I now believe- you can go to billbar.com. and use promo code locked on and you'll get ten dollars off your first order. That's right. Use promo code locked on. For ten dollars off at beltbar.com. And we will be right back with some hockey talk. All right, Shelly. Before we get into the playoff format and before we get into the playoff implications, I'm kinda mad. You wanna know why I'm mad? Why are you mad? Because Max Kellerman. I wanted to say this after you said the greatest sport in the world. I was going to say maybe the dumbest personality of all time, the Skip Bayless wannabe. Max Kellerman comes out and says something along the lines of hockey isn't popular. Nobody really cares about hockey. It's not one of the four major team sports. That is what he said. He said, quote, Nobody really cares about hockey. It's not one of the four major team sports. Yeah. Um, uh, see, me personally, I got a, I got a good opinion on a lot of like sports guys like that, especially with ESPN and, and whatnot. I've shockingly haven't really been opposed to Max Kellerman over the past, but that one right there, that statement. Absolutely kills it for me. He's brutal now. I, in my opinion, I can't, I cannot take anything he says serious anymore because of that one statement he just made. And then, 
for a, a network like ESPN that's trying to get the NHL rights back to broadcast on their network, that's just why. Why would you have your guys say stuff like that? I mean, that's just pure stupidity. Yeah, there's there's one there's there's one thing that sports reporter that these guys try to do. I, I call it you know they're called like shock jockeys. They're just gonna try to go out there and say things that get clicks, say controversial. A lot of it is fake. A lot of it is fake. A lot of it is a character. Skip Bayless go on and saying Johnny Manziel will be more impactful to Cleveland than than LeBron James ever was. He doesn't believe that. You know the stuff that they say like oh. Uh, LeBron James is, isn't isn't a top ten basketball player. Steph Curry is the greatest of all time. They don't believe that. They know that's going to get clicks because that's going to take a very polarizing debate issue, such as LeBron James versus Michael Jordan, and split the two the two parties and cause debate, cause clicks, cause discord. I respect that. That takes balls to go up on TV every day and be an idiot for clicks. That being said. Max Kellerman, you're not making a controversial opinion here. You're not making a divisive, polarizing statement. You're just being an idiot. You're just being flat out wrong. It's not like you're going to get a bunch of hockey haters to to click on that article and be like, oh, ha ha, yes, Max Kellerman is right. No, you're just going to get a bunch of people to be like, okay, I guess. And then a bunch of hockey fans to be like, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. So that being said, I feel like, I feel like he, he doesn't get to blame that on him being a character. I think he's just an idiot. I, I 100% agree with that. 100% he's just agree an with idiot. That. That, that, that one lost some uh, major points of me, in my opinion. Um, Paul Bissonnette, I think, had the, the, the best response I've seen so far. He said, uh, hey, at Max Kellerman, I bet if you sat front row along the glass at a playoff game, your dick would move a little. Let's get you to one when the NHL is rolling again with fans, and you can go back on air and tell everyone about the new feelings you caught. Drinks on me. And of course, the new the new ratio. By the way, Joey, I don't know if you've seen this, but when you look at tweets, you can look at how many of how many of their retweets are with comment versus without comment. So, like people quote tweeting your tweet and calling you an idiot. This tweet, um, and it's not even it's from NHL News, so it's not even the most popular source of it. I don't think has two thousand retweets without comment. So basically, two thousand people calling him an idiot, and only two hundred and seventy one without comments. So that's a pretty rough ratio. People are not happy with the, those statements right there. Jeez. Yeah, Andy Strickland pointing out, isn't ESPN looking to get back into the NHL broadcasting yep. game? Uh, my buddy tweets, let's check in on Max Kellerman. Yep, still a clown. Uh, oof, just not the best. Not the every best statement tweet, to make. Every other tweet is just doubting Max Kellerman in that statement. Yeah, I mean... You know, usually you try to make like a, a controversial split split opinion in that role. I don't know. I can't see too many people really hopping on and agreeing with you adamantly. There, hockey is an amazing sport. Playoff hockey is amazing. Sure, it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't get like the the national media coverage that other sports get. You know, you don't you don't see like uh, Connor McDavid in, in Space Jam two or anything like that. But the product that it puts out on the ice, the product that it, it gives to fans, I think is is second to none. Especially like. Like Biz said, playoff hockey is is the the epitome of, of an exciting sporting event. And if if Max Kellerman sort of loosened up his tie a little bit and allowed his head allowed some air to flow into his head, I think you'd be able to see that if he flipped on a hockey game. But hey, you know, you know, especially why Connor McDavid wouldn't be in Space Jam too, though. Why would Connor McDavid not be in Space Jam too? Because Oscar Sundquist has a role before him. That's when true. when it comes to that line, I promise you that. I That's promise. true. <laughs> That's true. Oscar Sunkfist, the greatest one. Um, coming to theaters soon. No, but I mean, 
that sort of thing always frustrates me. Um, is when hockey just gets like almost like the 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 bullied little brother take on on you compared to all the other sports. I agree, but here's the thing with me with that with people that say that stuff. You you cannot tell me they've literally sit down and and watch like you know what I mean like they they're just right they're they're diehard sports fans that have never technically sat down and watched and shout out to our guy our, our guy Tony X prime example he finally sits down and what happens he loves it he absolutely right. loves yeah. it you just see Tony him dance like, the pod yeah so it's, it's just all you gotta do is turn on like he turned on like one period of a Blues Blackhawks game and, and lost his mind and now all of a sudden he's a diehard hockey fan like you love right. to see that that's all it takes sometimes for these guys um speaking of playoff hockey we got some news to talk about so let's take one more short break and then we'll get into the new playoff news and what it means for your st louis blues all right joey before we uh before we get into um this playoff news i gotta, I gotta tell you so it's a little bit of story time for me so you got your listening ears ready? You got you, you all cozy, oh, ready to hear? I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm all listening. right. So a while back in like January, February, whatever, I came into a little money. And by came into a little money, I was out. It was after winter break. I had some Christmas money. I'm like, I'm going to make some purchases. I'm going to re-up my Blues jersey collection. So I go online. I order myself two jerseys um, to my dorm at school. So they're going to take a while to ship just because of the whole, um, you know, the, 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 the back order, et cetera, et cetera. You know, jerseys take a little bit of time to ship. Mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden, a couple, you know, a month and a half later, the jerseys are finally like on their way. I'm like, okay, sweet. It's been a while. I'm waiting for these jerseys. A couple weeks after that, school sends me home. Home for, home for spring break. I'm like, all right, that's fine. I'll get them in the mail when I get back from school. Oh, man. Um, sure enough, email from my school. Hey, you're not coming back all semester. Goodbye. You, we, we, won't see you, we won't see you anymore. So I got these two jerseys now just hanging in limbo. Finally, two, two, two and a half months after I order them, I get emails that they are both delivered, but they're delivered to a dorm that I'm not living in. So I just don't know where they are. I tried calling the school. Don't know where they are. Sure enough, I'm moving out last weekend. Uh, four months after I order them, I get two emails. Hey, we have packages for you at the front desk. And Joey, I head up there. I opened up my, uh, my, Oh God, I don't know if it's going to be good or bad. That is good. It's good. I open up my alternate, my baby blue alternate Stanley cup champions patch, Jordan Cairo Jersey. Absolutely gorgeous friend of the pod. You know, the baby blue, um, of course, the classic. And then I open up the other one, and it's the it's the red, yellow, and blue clown jersey, Stanley Cup champions patch, Robert Thomas. Oh, baby. That's a that's a good one there. You like those? That, that's a good one there. You like those? They're gorgeous. I, I like that. I bet that uh, that, that Tomer jersey is looking clean. Ooh, that Tomer jersey is so nice, dude. It's so nice, dude. I, I'm, I'm loving it. It might be my new go-to, my, my new number one. You know, my favorite jersey I have is? What is it? I have a winter classic from when I attended of a, of a guy that's going to tear up these playoffs that we're about to talk about. His name is Vladimir Tarasenko. Woo! And uh, if you catch my drift here, with saying that, all by aside, I think there's one team that, especially in the Western Conference, is set up for absolute greatness when the NHL returns, and that is the St. Louis Blues. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the news that's come out today. Um, so up until this point, we had known that there was four. the four top teams in each conference would be playing 
round robin games to determine seeding one through four. Um, that was old news, a little frustrating, but it makes sense when you think about it. Um, so that being said, wherever the teams come in on the end, one through four, they're now going to be facing and they're facing the eight winners of the con- of the play-in games. News came out today that they would not be following a bracket format. They would be reseeding. So to explain what that means, um, and if it were just a bracket format, you could have the best team out of the four playing, you know, the 11th the seed. Best the second best seed. Right. The 11th seed got lucky. And what, or, yeah, the 11th seed or like the, the fifth seed because the, there were some upsets. So Basically what this the, means... The- what the bracket thing is is the normal playoff system. Right, so like normal playoff system. Off, right? There you go. Normal playoff system. So even if even if the the Penguins win as the five seed and then the Islanders win as the twelve seed, the five seed would have had to play the one seed, and that wouldn't be too fair for whoever's in first. So right. news came out today that the playoffs will be reseeded after every round. Huge. So what that, what Huge that means. What that means is these three round robin games are gigantic. The one seed and the four seed. The one seed is going to play the worst remaining team after the play-in the play-in round. And so, don't get it twisted. This is going to be like March Madness. There will be at least one big upset. Oh yeah! I oh yeah! You. Oh yeah! There will be big did, upsets. Did, have you seen the uh, the drift of the uh, the Hurricanes like denying this whole system and stuff because they're terrified of playing the New York Rangers? How crazy yep. is that? Yeah. Like they are literally saying, "No, we don't want hockey back, and we don't want this system." Because they're literally terrified to play a team that was that was supposedly out of the playoffs that are going to win and possibly beat them. I mean, it, oh yeah, it's going to be wild, man. It was Whole something we've never seen before. But this reseeding thing is really good news to make things really interesting. So after oh, the first man. round, let's say there's like the the fifth seed, the eighth seed, the. 10th seed and then the 12th seed. Somehow the 12th seed miraculously wins. I don't think that could work as the 5th seed. Whatever. Regardless, the, the, if the St. Louis Blues are the 1 seed um, after the round robin, they will be playing the worst team out of the 8 teams. Or out of the 4 teams, I, I should say. Um, so out of the 4 teams that win, the Blues will play, be playing the worst team if they're the 1 seed. If the Blues go out and drop some of these games and are the 4 seed, they're playing the best team that advances in that round. So the implications are huge here. These round robin games are huge. It could be the difference between playing like a Edmonton and uh, uh, who knows, like a like a Minnesota. No offense, Joey. Um, oh no, I'm that, I'm 100 against that. I'm I, I'm with you on that. It, it, it could be a huge. Difference, they lost. They know? lost all momentum. They lost all momentum, and that's what is in the favor of the St. Louis Blues. Not all, but they, they had momentum, don't get me wrong, and they did lose their momentum, but there were other teams that were hotter on the league, the Minnesota Wild, the New York Rangers, the keep going on, the list goes on and on, but the Blues yep. were one of those teams that had the momentum. Yep. Here's where it comes into play. Right, and the frustrating literally, thing... Yeah, well, go ahead. Literally never in the history of our existence in the in the world, in the NHL's existence, as a, a repeating Stanley Cup champion had a free offseason before the playoffs started. Bingo. That, and, and I, I'm getting chills when I say this because I mean it. They are the best-built team for playoff hockey to this day, 100%. I, I cannot have anyone tell me wrong. I, bring me the Tampa Bay Lightning. Bring me the Boston Bruins. Bring me the – I want to laugh when I say this, but bring me the Colorado Avalanche because that's not lasting over five games. I promise you I've been saying it all year long. I, I literally just cannot wait. And the thing about the play-in games, it's going to be literally three game seven. That's how you got to look at this. So you got to look at this as playoff hockey. This is no more regular season. Bingo. You're going to have the Blues versus the Avalanche and a literally 
literally a game seven, one game winner take all playoff. You're gonna have the Blues versus the Knights winner take all game seven in the playoff, and then I can't even think of the other team right now because they are. I think it's Dallas. <laughs> if it's Dallas, then yeah, it's keep. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna make a prediction. Top two seeds: Blues and Dallas Stars. That's my prediction. All right. I like that. But yeah, you got to really bear down if you're the Blues. You got to bear. I mean, any team bear down over like, these three play-in games. Like seriously, though, from an unbiased standpoint, <laughs> from a one seed or a two seed perspective, I I'm I'm 100 serious. I literally can't see anyone like taking it away from the Blues. Honestly, they're going to pound literally every team into the boards, like we saw last year, especially at full freaking health. With a healthy Vladimir Tarasenko, I, I literally cannot wait. Yeah, I mean, I think it really comes down to the the construction of the Blues, and honestly, I feel like that favors them in a seven game series, but almost hurts them in this round robin style. I think that they really agreed. I, from, I agree. I agree from because they, they really they, yeah yeah I see where you're going with that they they beat their teams down throughout a quarter right. of the seven game series, and then they they kill them like a freaking right. It's 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 a lot harder to beat the St. Louis Blues in games five through seven of a series than one through four or one. Through right. Or and don't get me wrong, they could end up being the four seed. It's literally a freaking, it's a 50 50 shot every right. single game. I mean, well, right. let's not get it twisted. It's that, NHL, being, that being said, um, if you do believe, like I do, like Joey does, like Tommy does, like all of you should, that the Blues are capable of repeating and going back to back, then it shouldn't matter what team gets put out in front of us. And honestly, I can agree as much as I would hate if the Blues came out of the gate slow and lost a four seed to a team that was 12 points behind them when the regular season ended, which I think is a little stupid. Um, even if that does happen, it's not like that's going to be a difference maker and whether the blues can repeat, it'll just maybe be a slightly harder team in round one. And then the same teams that you would have been facing in round two. Anyways, it's, it's any other day, not that big of a deal. It's just a matter of, you know, being prepared. I, I think one thing the Blues do really well is they play every single team the same way. I think that they play like their hard nose, grinded out hockey, and the only time we really see them struggle is when they almost adjust their game to the team that they're playing. When the Blues go out there and they just, and they just play, and then they play Blues hockey. Every they try night to play a speed game, right? Right. right. If they're playing Blues hockey, regardless of if they're playing against a speedy Colorado team or a grinding Boston team, if they just play Blues hockey, they have the ability to force other teams to to fall into that play style because if they don't, then they're are just going to be screwed you know once the blue when the blues are pushing the pace of play um setting the tone for how the game's gonna be played they're successful they, they can beat any team on the ice when they fall into traps and they start playing with other teams they start playing a looser more open speed game that's when they start to struggle but even then they can still keep up with any team in the nhl so back to back you heard it here first i mean i've been and, calling uh, for it since the beginning of the season but I believe they do a uh, they do like two exhibition games too, and, and to like get into the flow thing. I, I want to say I could be wrong. Maybe. It's, a, it's a touchy subject. Things are changing left and right, but I, I want to say there's a two game exhibition for everyone involved. So there's even an extra two quote unquote preseason games is what it is basically. But I, again, I could be wrong. But anyways, what I'm getting at is I think the Blues are going to come out ready because it, it's cliche to say that like oh once this team wins they're going to gain that Stanley Cup experience. Quote, Unquote, or when they they make a addition at the trade deadline, oh, he's got Stanley Cup experience. He he knows what it takes to win. You you can only take that with a grain of salt until you witness it. Like it, all the adversity they went through last year, they understand how to come back yep. and battle and achieve that. Yep. And I think and was, that's in their favor for this year. It was every team, every player on the roster's first Stanley Cup ever, which I think is a big part of that as well. Um, you know, it's not like you had one or two guys.
guys being like, all right, this is what you do. It was a bunch of guys experiencing that for the first time and they went through it together, which I think is, is a way to form a really cohesive, uh, high chemistry unit. And I'm really excited to see what they can do next time around. Cause you know, if anyone knows how to deal with adversity and battle through a tough playoff, it's the St. Louis blues. I'm excited to get into it. Um, that Man. being said, we're running out of time. So you got anything else to add, Joey? I just cannot wait to be with my people at ballpark village with my oh, Miami vice, win the cup, repeat on the hard shirt and, <laughs> Oh, I can't wait, man. It's going to be a freaking blast. Every freaking game. I, I it's You got that feeling in the air already. I mean, I'm we should be, to, we should be in, in the cup final. We should be in the finals as we speak, right? Oh, yeah. You oh, got yeah. the feeling in the air. I, I know. I don't know how hot it is up in Boston right now for you, Josh, but it's that summer toasty. weather down here, man. It's that summer toasty. weather down here. Uh, it's just it's that feeling in the air for playoff hockey, and I, I cannot wait, man. I Agreed. can't wait. Playoff hockey coming up. And you know uh, what I really can't wait about? I can't, can't wait to wait for? talk about hockey. Day in the day. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? We hopefully, if if timing works out well, we might be uh, nearing episode 100 when the season gets close to resuming. So yep, yep. Who knows? Things could be in the work. We might have to push back our real episode 100, like the real festive episode for when uh, hockey does come back, because I know we got some stuff planned. Um, but we'll see. Uh, stay tuned. Think the ball's getting rolling for a return to hockey. Um, speaking of, if you want to hear more about the playoff system and the playoff format, go check out Locked On NHL. They have a great show over there. You can fill you in on the whole league, lead, league-wide news. Uh, that being said, thank you guys so much for listening to our show. Uh, tune in tomorrow, Friday, for the gauntlet. Should be a fun one if we get everyone together. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Blues. And as always, let's go Blues.